Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcast, Spotify or Google Play. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ron Roberts. And of course, the expert himself, Mr. Kurt The Dirt Buckerfield. How are you, my friend? Shawnee, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am good. Let's move swiftly on to your man, Ronaldo, having monstrosity of issues with the coaching staff. Not his first time in the career. But now you tell me off air that now the coach has been fired. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so there were reports this week, earlier this week, saying that Ronaldo was unhappy with a few things behind the scenes. And this was mm-hmm. following their, their normal draw in the Saudi Pro League this past weekend. Um, by the way, isn't it insane that we regularly now talk about the Saudi Pro League? You know, it's, it's, their, it's their goal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Ronaldo was unhappy with a few things behind the scenes, made a few complaints apparently. Um, essentially had this fallout, this bust up with, with the manager. I don't know if it was really in person. I don't know how heated it was, but there were definitely words exchanged, whether that was between Ronaldo and Rudy Garcia um, or Ronaldo and the board. And on Thursday, I think it was late Thursday afternoon, they announced that Rudy Garcia um, had been fired after, after eight months in charge. So, yeah, Ronaldo's player power, obviously will still work sure. half Al Nasser's or three quarters of their wage bill so they're going to take his opinion seriously um, and I think that what really happened there was you know with Ronaldo's arrival in January pressure just increased on Rudy Garcia and I think that in Saudi Arabia at Al Nasser there was the expectation that well if we have Ronaldo um, who you know their supporters and those who work for the club will believe is the best player in the world then we should be winning the league. Um, mm. And they find themse- themselves three points behind Al Etihad um, with just seven matches remaining. So I think that they'll be looking for that new manager bounce to get them over the line. But that said, they obviously weren't performing horribly. Mm. Just a few games they weren't able to put to bed. I think they also got knocked out of the cup. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So any, any news on who the replacement could be? Or was that too early? I think that they are very, I mean, clearly they are very ambitious. Um, and that you know shows in signing Ronaldo and making him the world's highest paid player. Mm-hmm. But I have seen you know Jose Mourinho linked mm. with the job. I've seen Zinedine Zidane linked with the job. Do I think that either of those managers will go there anytime soon? No, um, especially not Zidane. I don't think that he he'll have any interest in going there. Um, yeah, I, you know I can't even see Mourinho going there. I think that there will be a few big European jobs opening soon. Um, that Mourinho might be interested in, but I just can't see him taking his career to to Saudi Arabia just yet. Um, but yeah, from what we know, they definitely want to be looking for a high-profile manager to come in. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he's doing wonders at Roma, isn't he, um, Mourinho? And having said that, them, them losing 1-0 last night away to Feyenoord. Yeah, a um, few surprise results in the Europa yeah. League last night, that being one of them. Um yeah, I think Mourinho has done a really good a really good job at Roma. Mm. You know, he, he won their first major sort of trophy, I think, in history um, when they won the Conference League. I think that was last year, right? And, yep. you know, the fans, the players are delighted with him. They're in the running for top four, which they haven't done, I think, in a while now in Serie A. But uh, that'll be a disappointing result. It was away. It was in Holland. Um, 
and you'd expect Roma to to perform better at their their home ground. Yeah, absolutely. But let, let's move on to the the game of the week. I presume last night's uh, United two all draw to Sevilla. At home, Tunnel up again, throwing away a, a convincing lead. United played very well, in my opinion. Um, one or two players, not so much. Kurt, your take on that game? Yeah, as a, as a fan, it was very disappointing. I think the first, uh, Aiden and I were chatting off air. The first 30 minutes in particular were great from United. I think some of the best football we've played all season. Just fun, free-flowing, entertaining football. Anthony Marshall sort of looking at his best. Um, yeah. Anthony playing really well. Sabitza obviously scoring that brace. I think it was mm. within maybe seven or eight minutes he scored mm. twice. Um, he's playing further forward where he's clearly enjoying himself more. Bruno Fernandes has been excellent deep in midfield. Um, mm. Casemiro returned to the starting lineup after a four, four game suspension. Um, he played like someone who, who hadn't played football for a month. Um, Malasia, we also spoke about that off air, really poor at left back. He had a shocking game and was at fault for that that first goal. Yeah. I think he was trying to let the ball run, right? Yeah. But the Roma player was switched on. Severe player. Yes, a severe player, and uh, we ended up conceding that own goal. But I think it'll be very disappointing um, for the players. I think Ten Hag would have been furious after the game. He did speak about how the team needs to learn to kill a game because this this is like a trend with United where there's a great, great start, flying, loads of attempts, loads of shots at goal, great football. Um, but then we come away from that, from from those performances, scoring just one or two goals. And I think that if United do want to be a serious contender for the Premier League, for big trophies going forward, they're going to have to bury games. They're going to have to do what City do to teams, where in a 30, 40 minute spell, the game's over because it's like 4 0. And I think that's what United are still lacking. Um, but anyway, I still back I still back them to progress to the semi-final of the competition, but they've obviously made it unnecessarily difficult for themselves now. Yeah, uh yeah, that is a shock one. Um should we move on to the the bigger boys? <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's uh yeah, I mean Real Madrid, Chelsea, Real Madrid absolutely phenomenal, weren't they? They were phenomenal. Um I didn't expect Chelsea to be that poor. I thought yeah. that it's the kind of game where even though they lost to Wolves last weekend, it's the kind of game that you just are so motivated for. Um, there, were, there was actually a bright start where Chelsea had a few good sort of moments going forward, um, but they weren't able to capitalize. I think Jao Felix had a chance, Sterling had a chance. Yes. Um, but no, Real Madrid are Real Madrid and that Lampard appointment is uh, looking funnier by the day. I just, Sean, I, I, I sort of, Try to understand it. A couple of days ago, I thought to myself, you know what? It's temporary. It's he's an interim manager. Um, mm. It's it's buying Chelsea time. But no matter the context, no matter the fact that you've played Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, to mm. lose your first two games in charge after being reappointed, um, even if it's on a temporary basis, is is not a good look for the club. Um, and I think that now, after those two losses, and we wouldn't be saying this if they didn't lose these two games. But after those two losses, it's looking like, well, certainly, uh, like, w- wouldn't Graham Potter have had a better understanding of that squad, this current group? Mm-hmm. Lampard's worked with a few of them, of course, but it's a very different group to the one that he was in charge of a couple of years ago. And I just feel like, shouldn't he, he, Potter just have been given until the end of the season? Yeah. Are things really going to improve? I mean, Chelsea's fixture, uh, fixture list looks 
pretty daunting yeah. given their current form and I, I just don't see things getting any better so so what was the the change actually supposed to do what what's its function anyway um bit of a tangent but yeah real madrid outclassed chelsea they probably should have had more um but i i see, I see them comfortably you know progressing to the semi-final yeah you didn't go off a tangent at all it's 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 all very valid, Kurt. It's, it's it's so bizarre. It's obviously not looking good for Frank Lampard at all. I wonder what the Chelsea faithful thoughts of Frank Lampard coming back. Yes, he is an absolute legend playing for them. He failed as a manager there. He's failed as a manager elsewhere. Um, but like you say, give Graham Potter till the end of the season. Unless there's already been done a deal uh, behind the scenes, which I'm sure that's happened for a long-term manager. Um, but it doesn't bear well for anyone here. No, and, and that's why I find it so strange because I totally understand that things weren't going well for Graham Potter and something needed to change, right? Mm. But if the plan was to appoint an interim manager until the end of the season and that wasn't necessarily going to galvanize the dressing room and immediately bring results like a, a top-level manager might have, someone like Julian Nagelsmann or someone like Zinedine Zidane, yeah. um, then what was the point of it? Because yeah. I don't, I don't think things are going to get any better, and I'm now left feeling like maybe Potter should have stayed until the end of the season. Um, just give him the remaining ten games or whatever it is, and yeah. maybe something is figured out. Maybe yeah. you find um, some form. Maybe you win two or three games in a row, um, and certain players really step up. Um, it just feels strange to me now that they've lost those two games. And I do understand that we can only, we, we are only saying this now because they've lost the two games, but there's mm. no, there's no excuse to go to Wolves and lose one nil. Wolves that are in a relegation battle. I know they're in a relegation battle along with like every other club in the Premier League right now, but yeah. <laughs> it's a shocking result um, on the back of a, a managerial change. Yeah, and yeah. It, it really isn't looking good for Lampard because if he has a horrible spell, um, until the end of the season, what's what? What does his future look like? And I think that he's actually just put himself in a a poor position here. Where who wants to appoint him if he if he doesn't win it or wins a, a just, you know maybe three or four games until the end of the season or um, doesn't win a game until the end of the season? What happens next? Which mm. club would actually be interested in him? In him? Um, I just don't I don't I don't know what the point of this was. I think Lampard probably couldn't turn Chelsea down, mm. but. Uh, it's, it's really looking amateurish right now, Chelsea. Yeah, it's a bizarre one. Unless Lampard stays on as assistant, which is potentially possible. But uh, you would think a new coach would bring in his whole technical staff. Um, yeah. But, Curti, let's let's chat about possibly the game of the week, I guess. Uh, it, you know, it definitely took me by surprise as a City fan, but a dominant display at home against Bayern Munich. What a game. What a performance. Yeah. Um, some of the best football I think I've seen all season from City. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I know that pretty much everyone had a good game but I thought Bernardo Silva in that first half was just f***ing great to watch yeah, sorry yeah. excuse my language but he was yeah. excellent and he was yeah. playing sort of wide right um, Stones playing in that like inverted role now in midfield um, but obviously when they don't have the ball he, he drops back into defence Rodri with that stunner with his left foot um, to open the scoring. What a player he is, by the way. Um, Jack Grealish looking like a hundred million pound player. Yes. He's been sensational over the last few weeks. Really good to watch. And then obviously Erling Haaland. Um, oh. 
man, I mean, look, we have to mention Kevin De Bruyne as well, of course, but yeah. Haaland scoring his 45th goal of the season, Sean. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> At this level, Kurt, it is absolutely because this level gets better and better and better every season. Um, and yes, we know we know Messi scored a lot more one season, but I mean this this is this is next level. Yeah, and it's something that we don't see in England. Yeah, exactly. I think the last time a player breached forty goals, I think it was Mohamed Salah, and this was maybe two or three years ago now. I can't remember when that was, but I think he got like forty-one goals or forty-two goals in all competitions. Yeah, um, it's just ridiculous that at the start of the season. You know, there were two camps when discussing what Haaland was going to do. He was either going to have a, a season where he just sort of gets used to the level, gets used to the Premier League and maybe scores 15 to 20 goals. Yeah. And there was the other camp saying, he's going to score 50 goals a season. You idiots, of course, because that's <laughs> yeah. what he does. Yeah. Um, he's now five away from that. And I think he has close to uh, between like 10 and 12 games remaining or more than that if City go further in the Champions League. It's crazy. Um, of course, in the FA Cup as well. So... Look, this is a guy who we need to get used to scoring 60 goals a season. I think that he's a he's a generational talent and it's just so good to see him uh, playing in England because uh, we just aren't used to this kind of uh, these kinds of goal scoring levels. Yeah, this kind of quality kit. So good. Um Edison making a couple of fantastic saves. It's just it just shows um you know, I think it, I think Bayern were one 0 up, and Edison made a phenomenal save low to his left. And if that went in, the whole game is turning its head. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's those moments. Huh? Yeah, and I, I forget the Bayern keeper's name, but he was absolutely sensational as well on the night. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, but again, Kurt, the game left uh, a little bit on the dire um, with Sadio Mane apparently now being left out of the squad for Saturday's match against Hoffenheim amidst reports he punched teammate Lore Sane. Yes, so that is the biggest story of the week. Yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 crazy obviously, um something that nobody would have expected from a personality like Mane, I think. Mm, mm. Um he's always had this nice guy sort of um persona and I think that he is a nice guy. Um, but but things have gone wrong for him in his debut season at Bayern and it's starting to show. So basically, what happened was there was an argument on the field between Sane and Mane. I think Sane had been upset with a run that Mane made, made his feelings known. Um, Mane, after the game, was fuming at the way Sane spoke to him um, and lashed out and mm. struck him in the face, apparently leaving him with a bloodied lip. Um Tensions were obviously high. Sane was apparently made to leave the dressing room um, in order for the two to be separated and for things to cool down. Mm. Um, and then, uh, I think it's now two days later, um, Bayern announced that Sane had been, I mean, Mane had been suspended um, for their fixture this weekend against Hoffenheim in the Bundesliga um, and been fined. I've read this morning that he's actually been fined half a million euros um, for what he did. But yeah, it's an interesting story. I think that it's taken a lot of people by surprise. I've read that Mane recently lost an auntie who he was close with. So I'm Mm. sure that those personal issues are affecting him. Um, He's then obviously had quite a disappointing debut season in Germany. Um, He had that long spell on the sidelines, which forced him to miss the World Cup. So it's been a difficult few months for him. Um, but to be lashing out, 
out at your teammates like that, it's, it's unacceptable no matter what the circumstances are. And um, it's it's been dealt with. But I've read, and to his credit, I've read that Sane didn't want any harsher punishment for, for Mane mm. and actually sort of pleaded with the, the, the club's bosses to to not sack him um, because there were reports that, you know, Bayern just would not stand for this sort of behavior. So, uh, wow. yeah, interesting story, big story, but mm. um, scandalous. Scandalous, Kurt. Sane. the scandal. <laughs> Sane, Mane, Mane, Sane. It's all a bit too much for me, Kurt. <laughs> um, you know, I heard myself when I, whenever I was saying their names, I thought, fuck. I'm sure the listener is having a horrible time right now. And Sane said to Mane, but Mane responded to Sane. It's it's like a bad joke. Um, anyway, like you say, at any level of professionalism, that shouldn't happen. But glad to see he's still there at Bayern. Um, Kurti, anything the listeners should keep our eyes and ears open for the next seven days? Look, I think, and I said it last week at the end of the show, you, we've just got to be paying attention to the Premier League now in the title race because... City have Leicester City at home. Um, so there's a, a six-point gap right now in the in the Premier League between City and Arsenal. City have a game in hand. Um, and Arsenal are away to West Ham, which is not an easy fixture. Come on. So that gap can be closed very, very soon mm. um, if results go in favour of, of City. So I think that's where we've got to be paying attention or all of our attention to. I, um, I can't wait to, to see what happens there. Um, but then... Yeah, look, we've talked about Messi potentially returning to Barcelona. Um, that still seems to be on the cards. People at Barcelona within the club are trying to make that happen. Um, yeah, and then there's the... Are there FA Cup games coming up soon? Or is that not... Is that, no, is that next this week. weekend? I think it's next weekend, Chris. Next weekend. Okay, next week. I weekend. think. This is your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It is my job. Yeah. Sometimes forget that. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's it from me, Shawnee. Kurti, as always, thanks so much. And that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Sokoladuma, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Mr. Kurt Blackfield. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Shawnee. Have a lucky weekend.